right. Welcome to our second episode of the Weekly Roundup, where the coaches get together after after our coaches meeting every single week, and we talk about all the things going on in the real estate market and questions that came up in our coaches chat and ways that we've helped agents this week. And so it's good to see you guys. Mel, how you doing? Awesome. Doing yeah. very good. Yep. We We're had one a, day closer to spring, so I'm excited. Nice. We had a we had a busy week of training. We had the the Rainmaker Mastermind. Then we had Mark King that yesterday that you missed. And I think I, I can speak for all four of us. I'm feeling like I'd like some hours back this week. <laughs> I would love some time back. This a, week. a little overtrained, not enough time. I love Mel's message was like, I really just got to get to my database, guys. Like I I can't come see you again. <laughs> Yes, I know. I was like another training, but the symposium was so good. Yeah. I, I'm so appreciative of that. I got a lot of ahas from that one. It was great to have those guys there. Mike, how are you doing, brother? Good. Everything's good on my end. Yeah, same thing. Feeling a little bit like, oh man, I would love some more time back this week. But you know, it is what it is. The symposium was awesome. The event yesterday was awesome. Great takeaways. Um, I actually, I think I almost took more away from the symposium than I did yesterday, if I'm being honest. But Funny, uh, me too. I said the same Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. And it's it was nice. I like it when it's a small group like that. So it was good. You know, there was like less than 15 of us in the room. We're all just kind of chit-chatting and it was good. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, I think any a good lesson for everybody is like any chance you have at a good mastermind, especially a small group, you know, don't turn that down. Definitely take advantage of it because you don't know what's going to come from it. Sometimes they're just whatever. And then the next time you get a nugget where you're like, that just changed my whole outlook. Yep. Or I'm, I'm implementing so many things from it, right? Yeah. It's I also, hope people list. Oh, sorry, Jen. No, I was going to say, it's also a good reminder that sometimes sticking to the smaller sessions that are more focused on where you're at in your business are more impactful mm. versus like the big group sessions where it's kind of surface on a lot of things, yes. digging deep in one area, you're going to get more out of it if it's, if you're in the right spot. Right. So it's, it's a good reminder that those events aren't events. You should just like ignore or brush off and be like, ah, it's not a big deal. It's usually where the gold is. Yeah. I got to say two things, guys, you know, I'm going to forget if I don't say them. So one of the things is I hope people get like we're sitting around here as leaders, right? And we're continually learning like there uh -huh. is continually learning. But I love what you just said, Jen, because I have this quote, I heard, uh, I guess, I think it was at the Tony Robbins thing that we we're at last, but it was from Keith Cunningham. And it mm -hmm. was that practice doesn't make perfect because we do have those agents who love to just learn, 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 learn right? Yeah. Professional but practice, students. <laughs> yeah. But practice makes permanent. So if mm -hmm. you're not in the right space, learning what you actually need to learn, you know, you're wasting time. Practice makes permanent. It doesn't make perfect. If you're learning the wrong stuff, then it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 I love that. I'm reading his book right now, actually. I love that guy. Oh yeah. my God, he's so smart. <laughs> Lovely. All right. Well, I want to jump right into some of the, the stuff that we want to talk about today. Mike, you brought up that an agent had mentioned, and it's probably not just one, there's probably multiple of them, mentioned the yes. fear that comes around door knocking, especially when they're getting started. So why don't you, why don't yeah. you run us through that a little bit? Yeah, well, and it's a very common theme, right? On our morning calls, we always kind of chit chat a little bit about that every so often. And every so often a new agent comes on and it's like, they're excited to go door knocking. They get out there. They knock on the door and then it's like the instantaneous fear runs through their entire body, right? And it's understandable. It still happens to me to this day when I knock on someone's door. It's like, oh, shoot, like, what if I mess this up? But <laughs> what if they answer? <laughs> what if they answer the door? So today we had, you know, a conversation around it. And the conversation was about, you know, how many doors do you want to hit? And it was like 10. And it was like, well, why so little? 
right? Like, what is it? And it's like, essentially what comes, what it comes down to is I'm like, I'm just scared shitless to do it. Like, I just don't want to do it. Like, I, I'm just scared of what's going to happen if I do it. Right. And I told the story, this was kind of like going back to before I was in real estate, I was cutting lawns and I used to go and door knock in a neighborhood that I would cut grass and I would door knock and say, Hey, we're here in the neighborhood cutting grass right now. Do you want us to cut your lawn? And I'll never forget it. Knocked on this guy's door. I said, hi, good morning. How are you? He said, good. That's it. And I said, <laughs> oh, I'm great. Thanks for asking. And he said, I, I never asked. That's what he said. I never, <laughs> I never asked. asked. And I was just like, I literally was just beat red. I was instantly sweating. I was like, I am so embarrassed. I tried to go through my script of like, do you want us to cut your grass? And he was just like, no. And he just slammed the door on my face. <laughs> and now that was the lesson I learned is that, yes, I was scared to go to that door. However, going through that, that painful experience, that humiliating experience, did I die? No. Five minutes later, I forgot it ever happened. Well, I guess not because I still remember. But <laughs> yeah. anyways, um, it's just one of those things that it happened. And now every time I knock on a door, I always wait for their response to my question. So I always say, hi, good morning. How are you? And I wait for them to say good or good. How are you? And I base my reaction to that. Right. And I've never, I've never messed it up since. Um, and it's, but you don't get that unless you go out there and experience it. Right. I don't know if you guys see it differently. I would love to hear what your thoughts are, but that's kind of how I take it. You don't get there until you, um, you, you're going to be scared until you actually just do it because that's the experience that's going to come in once you start to do it. I love that story, Mike. I, I love that you show your vulnerability, right? Like I think people learn the most from us when we share our vulnerabilities mm -hmm. and how we made, you know, those mistakes. Mm -hmm. And that's something really good and I forgot about I it. I could even tell you the yeah. address of the house. I still remember it. Like it's literally like I have it burned in my skull. Like it was horrible. <laughs> it was I so think bad. The, go on now. I know what on. I was gonna say. I know what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, you know, so many of the agents are afraid to do it, including us, right? But are afraid to do it. After they do it, though, I love that conversation. It's not like they fell in love with the activity, but they were nope. like, people were nice. People didn't punch me or kick me or like, like they have these wild visions, but they're like, overall, everyone was really nice. It was so much less, you know, crazy than they anticipated. Liberating. Yeah, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a relief once you go out there and do it. And so that's kind of my advice to that is yeah. go out there. Don't be scared. Knock on that door, push that boundary. Just take that step into that uncomfortable space because the greatest things come um, when you are uncomfortable, unfortunately. Right. And eventually yeah. you will become comfortable with it. Yeah. I think yeah, ultimately yeah. always just embracing the fear because it might not go away. And again, like even now there's still those moments where you say you go up to the door and you have that little bit of fear. The fear may never go away. A lot of like high professionals talk about that. But it's just, I embrace the fear. You learn to live with it and go do it anyway. And once you get to that level, especially after doing it enough times, you realize you've, you've grown that muscle. It's, it's not as scary as it seems. It's like cliff jumping. You do that one where you go up to it and you're, maybe you're 15 feet in the air and you look down and you're like, there's no way I'm going to do this. And then you do it and you're like, oh, that was really easy. I could do this again, right? So I, I think that it's just continually doing it. What do you think there, Jen? Yeah, I think it's it's a combo of what everyone's saying, right? Like we all have fear. We're people. We don't, and most people um, have a fear of rejection, right? We're, nobody likes to be rejected. Doesn't feel good. And then you add into it that you're already doing something that you're not skilled at, especially as a new agent, because you're learning how to do it, and you have to go and do it to learn how to do it. So you literally have to fail forward, like kind of like what you did, Mike, right? Mm -hmm. And then you add on to that that everyone has that fear. And 
basically the way our brain is wired is is to tell us not to do the thing that makes us feel the way fear makes us feel it's 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 keeping us safe it's built to do that right that's how our brain works so you add that in you're like okay so i have this thing that i don't know how to do that will put me into the situation that makes gives me my my biggest fear which is rejection and my brain is literally going to go don't do that because that makes me feel bad <laughs> and you're going to have to come combat all of those to go and do the act so this simple act of just knocking on the door that sounds so easy you're actually working through all of that psychologically and emotionally just to do it so it's actually quite a large hurdle right what happens is every time you do it and you realize as mel said this is so bad i didn't get kicked i didn't get sworn at no one slammed the door in my face and you know you keep doing it you reprogram the way you see the activity and what happens is as time goes on what's what you start to tell yourself and why it becomes easier to, to live with that fear is because your brain now goes okay yeah i've done this before and my worst case scenario is no longer you know being chased down the road by somebody yelling at me it is now they're going to say like, I'm not interested in slam the door because I have actual data to tell me what's going to happen and it becomes more comfortable. But if you're not willing to do the work to get to that place, you're never going to be successful at that task. You're you're just not doing the work psychologically to get yourself there. Right. So it's an easy thing to talk about, but it's a big conversation, especially for new agents who haven't come from a sales background specifically. Right. So this is, this is what I want you to think of yourself is like somebody in this transaction is, is the driver. Like somebody is driving and guiding this thing from, from point A to point B. Right. So imagine I said, if that finance question, I ask about the finances, but I don't care what the answer is. Like, I, I, I don't care whether they say yes or whether they say no. Um, that isn't the outcome I want from this question. So I will ask them about the finances and they can give me a simple yes, I have, or yes, I know. Yes, I did, or no, I didn't. And then if they say, yes, I did, I say, you know what, that's fantastic. I'm glad that you found someone that you trust. Just like, you know, God forbid, if you find out something about your health, it's a big deal. And you're about to get into investing and that's a big deal. So one of the things I offer my clients is a checkup from the neck up. Like let's, I have a mortgage broker. I'm good. I can connect and make us the appointment. I'd love to be on the call to make sure we're getting all the right questions answered, but it's totally fine. I understand it's personal. So if you want to be on by yourself, not a problem, but let's just take a look at what you're about to do and see, is there anything, any opportunities that have been missed by your first consultation? something we do, there's no obligation. Let's just make sure that you're in the, my most important thing is to make sure you're in the best, uh, you're, you're in the best case to move forward in everything we're about to do. Do you see value in that, Lucy? And then she's like, yeah, I do, right? I said, and then you set the appointment, right? Say to her, whatever, you're gonna have to have that partner that you trust, that mortgage partner. And it was interesting for me to look through your slides, Mike, from the other day. And they're saying what I've been like touting for freaking ever is about these relationships and partnerships. So that was great. But um, she really, that helped her. She really saw that. I said, you see, I don't care whether she knows it's 90 days or 120 days. I'm, that's relevant to me. It's just a touch base and it's taking her and it's that valet. You are the concierge throughout this entire thing. Don't say, here's a number of a mortgage broker, go give them a shout. 
you've com completely lost control of it. It brings me a question because it's so up. What do you mean up? Up from what? Because we are up from certain areas. Like what, what are you talking right. about? Like so he's saying year over year, his, his parameter is year over year prices. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so yeah. you're like from, from this time last year, well, I guess, yeah, I think it was year over year prices. I think that's what he was trying to say. Like he was trying to say like, like long-term wise, the, the real estate market increased last year, 11%. That's what he was saying. I think that's and nationally. That's, like, that's not, uh, that's not. Na yeah. Nationally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what he's saying is it, <laughs> yeah. it increased nationally 11%, which is great. Yeah, it did. But now go tell a homeowner in Newmarket, Ontario, that their home went up 11% last year. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? It did not. Right. But the, so it's like, it's great. What, I love it, but it's not the reality. In what I pockets, love in about areas, that, did. what I love about that is maybe it is the reality. Like I, I love that, like for certain populations, like statistics, right. I always say the same, the exact, very same exact statistics can tell mm -hmm. multiple stories and opposing stories at the same right. time. So I always right. tell agents before you pull those stats, you need to know what that story is that you want to tell with them. Because mm -hmm. if you have a savvy, if you have a savvy, look at my glasses. If you have a savvy buyer, <laughs> if you have a savvy lister or buyer, they're going to be able to see through those stats. So make sure that you know what that story is because you're absolutely right. And I think you're just showing it right there. No, and I agree with that. Like, it, and it is like, it, it is about that story that you're telling, right? And it's what mm -hmm. story do you want to tell? And for me, I, I love the numbers. And so when I look at, you know, the average price of a home, I try to show that story of like, okay, this is where we were in January. This is where we are now. Right. And, and, and Mr. And Mr. Homeowner, where do you think we are? How does that feel for you? There we go. Yeah. One, one yeah. of the things that came up on the call today too, um, and it was Christina and she would said, because I, I think I was bringing up the slides and I said, you know, I've gone through the slides and like just cursory and I really love some of the ways they're highlighting about Legion and having those conversations remind me of a challenge. So I left them with a challenge, but one was open houses and I said, open houses. I mean, I can't get, you know, I've got this hankering about opening open houses, but just, just the opportunity, right, that that they provide. And Christina made a great comment and she said, well, the problem is that, you know, everyone snaps them up so quickly. I love when people say stuff like this and I'm like, whoa, I said, so the realtors that are sitting and waiting the biz for the business to come from them, 100% are waiting with bated breath for that open house to be posted so they can snack it. And then we went through the, you know, what kind of buyer are you looking for? Find that open house. I used Mike. I said, Mike's got an open house in an area that, that had, like, if you want to deal with first time home buyers, don't offer to do an open house on a $3 million property. Look right. for the property that makes, that's going to attract the buyer. Send Mike Russo an email and say, Hey Mike, you know, I see you're listening on one. I think I said one, two, three lovers lane. So I see you're <laughs> listening on one, two, three lovers lane. And I'd love to do an open house Saturday and Sunday, you know, and I said, don't say two to four or whatever, like pick a, a substantial, you're putting an investment in it. So treat it as such. So this amount of time, tell Mike what he's going to get from it. You know, Mike, before I leave that open house, I'm going to lock it up and I'm going to, before I leave the property, give you the feedback. So you can have the feedback right away to give to your, like Beautiful. make it a win-win for Mike. He may not have thought of an open house or whatever. And he, He's going to ask. It may work, it may not, but you're doing something to generate that business.
so I know we've said this a thousand times before, but it was like an aha to her. And then the other. That's how it goes, right? Before you keep going, that's how it goes. You can say it a million times and then it's like when everybody's ears are finally ready to open up and and embrace it, then then they hear it, right? That's why we got to keep saying it. Yeah. And a cool challenge I left with them, I don't know if they really, I didn't really identify it as a challenge for you, but I suggested they go through. We were talking about conversations that end with someone like, I'm talking to Mike, right? I'm talking to Mike. And Mike says, this just happened to me the other day, by the way. And it's like, oh, sorry, that isn't, I called, but I thought it was for something else. So apology, it was about the me getting agents. Well, the guy who called me isn't an agent. So I don't know why he called me. He, he saw six figure, 600 figures and I'll help you grow your business. So he called me. He's a real estate investor, though, because I said to him at first, he said, oh, no, 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 I'm not a real estate agent. I apologize. That was a misunderstanding. And I said it was actually on text, on email. And I said, "Um, no problem. No problem. Right. Like, I don't think I said no problem because I wouldn't say that anymore. But I said something to the effect of leveling up your language. That's right. But something to the effect of, of absolutely, you know, happy to have connected. And then I immediately, thank goodness, clicked in and I said, you know what, you just want to mention it. You know, we, we deal a lot with investors and we our investors are buying and you're an investor. Anyway, it rolled all the way into, I said, let's have that conversation we were going to have Wednesday. You know, it's not about you working on the team, but let's have that conversation. Maybe there's some way that we can connect and I can help you out had the conversation, long story short, ended up booking him in for a call on Saturday with Danielle, Jack and Rob, and he's off to the races. So the the whole point of that conversation was so often in our personal conversations, like our face-to-face, I mean, or our emails, someone says something like Mike said, oh, no, no, sorry, that's not, I'm not interested in that. We say good enough and walk away, right? Like we say good enough. We don't stay curious in those situations when people tell us it's over. So I said to uh, Christina and Lucy, I said, go into your, I challenge you to go into your DMs, go into your texts, look for the conversations that ended that way. Because we weren't thinking in that moment there is nothing wrong if you walk away, then come back and say, even if it's the next day, the next week, it's like, hey, Meredith, you know, it's Melissa. I just wanted to reconnect with you. I have not been able to stop thinking about you since we last chatted. You know, I know you said you weren't listening or you weren't looking to buy. And I totally forgot about this amazing service we offer our people, which I think would be amazing for you. Can I give you a call or whatever? But just to revisit those ones we shut down mm-hmm. only out of habit right? When someone tells you I'm not interested or no thanks. Yeah. And the, and the same, like they shut themselves down, right? And then mm-hmm. you just kind of take no for an answer without exploring or giving them more options or different routes to take. You're like, oh, that's a dead end. But what if I showed you these two other routes you could take? And sometimes mm-hmm. we forget to show them that there's other roads they can take, right? Yeah. I bet you like everybody's, mine, yours, everybody's yeah. database has these little gold nuggets of opportunity in them because you're just not on all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not doing it as as well. But anyway, that may be a good challenge if you want to put out to them. Mm-hmm.